The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals participating in the show. All persons described or mentioned in the podcast should be considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. This podcast contains subject matters such as violence and graphic descriptions along with adult language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. On December 8th, 1994, somewhere near Mexico City, Mexico, a renowned Mexican scientist simply disappeared. His work consisted of changing the way we all perceive reality. Was his disappearance just spontaneous or was he silenced? You're listening to the Mysterious Bruise Podcast. And tonight we bring you the case of Jacobo Greenberg. Jacobo Greenberg was born in Mexico City in 1946. At age 12, Jacobo's mother died of a stroke a traumatic event that made the young Jacobo want to study the human mind. When he finally entered college, he would study psychology at the science faculty of the Mexico City University, which at the time was underfunded and was not as popular as other school departments like engineering, chemistry, and mathematics. In 1970, Jacobo saved up his research wages to travel to New York City where he would further his studies in psychophysiology at the Brain Research Institute. There, he would earn his Ph.D. at the E. Roy John Laboratory. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. And this is straight for you, Coach. Surprise, motherfucker. <laughs> Because we just had a whole conversation off air about how we were going to pronounce it correctly in Spanish. And then I have an intro where the gringo that's talking about the guy uses the J sound. So I know. You sit there and give me a lecture. It's not Jacobo. It's not say Jacobo. We've got to say it right. We're professionals. We're, semi, we're semi-pro. Semi-pro. Yeah. It's like, you can't, we, we're going to sound like idiots. Which you say it wrong. The good news is that wrong. That jazzy sound. Well, here's the thing that I've noticed, and we're just gonna jump into this to hell with it. Um, if I spoke fluent Spanish, this episode would be so much better because everything <laughs> out there, there are several documentaries on him that are on YouTube that are not subtitled. I don't even mad. I, I don't get mad about watching foreign documentaries if I have to read the subtitles. I really don't care. <laughs> But the fact that there's not any subtitle on this just kind of irked me because this is a huge, huge story that I had no idea about till you sent it to me. And I don't, th- yeah, well, before we get started into Mr. or Dr. Jacobo yeah. Greenberg. Don't you dare. You put some respect on his name, sir. I, sh- I-, I sure am. I want to give a shout out. To one Tom Anderson. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Mr. Tom contacted us after he found our Lee and Karen Dixon episode. That's cocaine and flowers is how I refer to it. And he found the Billie Jean Phillips episode. 
he goes on in his email to say that he is in a bluegrass band called Arkansas, and he lives in Fayetteville and has always been in interested in anything that resulted to or related to Sheriff Ralph Baker. Um, he loved the Ozark beer that um, our buddy gave to us out there for those episodes. But he was like, man, you've got to read When Money Grew on Trees, and he goes through that whole thing. And then the next, like within five minutes, he's like, oh, just found the basement cut of Billy Jean Phillips. Sounds like y'all did a whole lot more background research. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I did anything. Um, we talked back and forth about how we were out there, and then um, I talked about how I had finally read that book, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't a hard read. Um, what's weird is there's nothing out there about Mac committing suicide in the Walmart after he got picked up for shoplifting. But anyway, so Arkansas is the name of the band. We're going to drop a link. It's in on Spotify. I'll put a link into our show notes to, or our, yeah, show notes. They have some, they actually have a song about Sheriff Baker. So I'll drop that link in there. Really? Yes. And Arkansas, if you're into bluegrass, they do come to, um, down here to Georgia and Tennessee. So we're trying to figure out when he comes this way. So we will hopefully hook him up. And yes, the mailroom has been broke but I'm going to get him some stickers that's got our QR codes on it so that he can plaster them all over the country. But I've been meaning to go back to his email, and I kept forgetting. So, Mr. Tom Anderson, I do apologize, but we're going to take care of you and everybody in the Arkansas band. Oh, I think that's it. We had some... If you're not a patron, you did not get to hear the actual part where Coach talked over the intro <laughs> i did not you there was no intro being played sir you just sat there looking at me like you're an idiot <laughs> well i do that quite often i got to respond to you know a, d- a dumb like blank stare so i'm over here just listening away and you're like hey and so everybody's like dying laughing on patreon because we l- released the unedited versions on there so <laughs> we got a bunch of uh shout outs through patreon about how they love that if you're not a patron, that's what you're missing. All the shenanigans behind the curtain. And we even lift the veil once a month. And I do not tell Coach so that way. <laughs> he doesn't mean mug the camera. <laughs> what? <laughs> you tell, are we doing it today? No, we are not. No, we are not. Uh, we will do it within the next two or three weeks, probably when we're both on fall break. So we'll have, to, we'll have to get a good fall break episode coming. We had a... Uh, we had a major uh, topic dropped in our lap, so <laughs> looks like I'm going to be eyeballs deep in this rabbit hole for a couple of d- weeks. But uh, well, I mean, when when the when the when the when the fans multiple multiple fans are like, you got to do it, you've got to do this case, so we got to do the case. That's right, man. We have to do the case. All right, so well, let- I can't wait till fall break because, like I told you before. They told me that I was getting a new student that could possibly be violent. They told me that he might have violent tendencies. They didn't tell me I was going to get the shit kicked out of me every single solitary day for a living. 
I've learned beyond a shadow of a doubt, you cannot win a boxing match when you cannot hit back. It's very difficult. Very difficult. It ain't his fault. He's severely autistic, but damn, can he throw a right cross. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a mean right cross. He does, boy. He don't. He knows the right cross. He got a pretty good jab too, but he ain't learned like uppercuts or nothing like that yet, which is pretty good. Thank God. I ain't been KO'd just yet. Well, tonight we are jumping into the mysterious disappearance of one Doctor Jacobo Grinberg. Are you sure that's his name? Yes, one hundred percent. He was born in Mexico City in nineteen forty-six. He was a Mexican scientist, neurophysiologist, and psychologist. He studied Mexican shamanism, Eastern uh, disciplines, meditation, astrology, and telepathy using his own interpretation of a scientific method. He wrote more than 50 books about these subjects. Now, in his studies of the human mind, he first started researching it when he was just 12 years old after his mother died from a brain tumor. He studied psychology at the faculty, uh, or as part of the faculty of psychology at UNAM, which is this extremely drawn out way of basically saying that it's a national college in Mexico. Um, I had it written down somewhere. There it is. The National Autonomous University of Mexico. But if that is translated into English... So it's probably Universidad and then <laughs> Nacional. And so I'm, we're just going with National Autonomous University of Mexico. You know, I choose these cases specifically to hear you try to pronounce shit. I know, I know you do. So <laughs> he graduated from the psychology school, uh, specifically in the Brain Research Institute. But then he left Mexico City and traveled to the psychophysiology Brain Research Institute in New York City, where he obtained his Ph.D. He then came back to Mexico City, and he founded laboratories for psychological research at the University of uh, Mexico and the University of Anahuaca, both in Mexico City. Now, in 1987, he inaugurated the National Institute for the Study of Consciousness I'm not even, it's NPEC. Yeah, the hell with it. Just because everybody loves it. Instituto Nacional para el Estudio de la Conciencia. Perfect. I mean, that was perfect, dude. Killed it. Killed it. Google Translate couldn't have done anybody. No. Where he carried out most of his investigations. He published technical articles in international peer-reviewed journals and nearly 50 books of scientific research, philosophical, and religious reflections. Also, he dabbled in the fiction areas as well. Now, he, this is where it gets a little beyond my comprehension. But, Grinberg actually learns about a lady named Pachita. And she was a psychic surgeon medium, and mystic. So we have to tell a little bit about her so that you really understand where he was coming from. And she was from a neighborhood in Mexico City called Colonia Roma Norte. And 
She lived right across the street from a wooded, shady Plaza Rio de Janeiro stands of some spooky-looking red brick um, buildings. And they call locals called this place the La Casa de las Brujas, or in English, the House of the Witches. I was about to say, the witch house. Yes. It is so named not just because of its spooky appearance, but visitors to the building and passerbyers have reported strange phenomena in and around the building. They have seen apparitions of various forms and strange energy fields developing around the building. Now, Mm. this has been going on since the late 70s, 1970s. It is perhaps not just a coincidence that for many years there was a woman who was a famous psychic and mystic healer known to all around as Pachita. Now, she passed away in April, on April 29, 1979. To this day, some claim to see her stout figure standing in one of the windows looking across the wooded plaza with a stern expression on her face. She was not a woman to be trifled with. Pachita was born Barbara Guerrero in the town of Peral in the Mexican state of Chihuahua around the year 1900. As a little girl, she began to hear voices, and by the age of 10, she was already demonstrating the ability to heal people. As a girl, she would slip into trances and claim that her body was being taken over by an entity that she called El Hermanito, or in English, the little brother. She would later identify El Hermanito as, I'm not even attempting it, but he's the last emperor of the Aztecs. Come on, man. Kawatamak is all I can get out of you. He's the great nephew. Actually, he was the nephew of Montezuma. So while in her trance, Pachita could heal people. She could see the future, and she would often speak languages unknown to her. By the time she was a young adult, Pachita left rural Chihuahua and headed for the big city. She established herself in the building, later known as the Casa de la Brujas, on the tree-lined plaza where she lived and had a small consultation office. It did not take Pachita much time to cultivate a loyal following from all socioeconomic classes and backgrounds, including some very high-ranking members of Mexico's political and social elite who would visit her on the DL. Now, before her healings and procedures with people, Pachita had a specific routine to prepare herself. She would sit in a chair in front of an altar in her consultation room and then would close her eyes and breathe softly until she heard a soft buzzing in her ears. Now, according to her, the buzzing indicated that a shift in her state was about to occur as if she was about to fall into a big hole into another form of consciousness or another dimension of consciousness. She would then, quote, let herself go and perform whatever healing was necessary as directed by forces outside of her control. Now, Pachita was most known for her psychic surgeries, very rarely seen outside the Philippines where it has been an accepted practices to many since 1950s. The description of these procedures is as follows, quote, Without the use of a surgical instrument, a practitioner will press the tips of his or her fingers against the patient's skin in the area to be treated. The practitioner's hands appear to penetrate into the patient's body painlessly and blood seems to flow. 
The practitioner will then show organic matter or foreign objects apparently removed from the patient's body, clean the area, then end the procedure with the patient's skin showing no wounds or scars. Yeah, but that's been widely debunked as as bunkum, man. It's not true. You can't do that. Now. It's like sleight of hand. Yes, I've seen. they're, They're palming the objects they're going to take out of you and yeah if you've ever watched uh man on the moon jim carrey playing andy kaufman andy kaufman actually went to have that procedure done and in the movie they show that he sees it's bullshit and he kind of laughs at it but first sad movie it's good though now jim carrey did a great job you should see it watch it Pachita did not follow that technique. Pachita would not use her bare hands when practicing her craft. Rather, her go-to tool of operations was an old hunting knife with its handle fixed up with successive layers of what we like to call gray tape in the South. The good old duct tape. So she's got this Bowie knife, basically, is what I'm picturing this got a duct tape handle and she would perform her surgery swiftly and efficiently often operating on several people at a time and always with one or two assistants helping her procedures were done under the dim lights preferably in candlelight because pachita claimed that bright lights harmed the organs now witnesses claim that she could conjure new organs out of thin air and even with her crude tool No one suffered from any infections or bad side effects from the lack of use of antiseptics or anesthesia. As Pachito... Go ahead. It's because she wasn't doing it. (laughs) That's because she wasn't... I'm saying, like, oh, she needs the dim light because the blah, blah, blah hurts the organs. No, it's because they can see what you're not doing. (laughs) So as Pachito was the only one in Mexico performing these psychic surgeries, she drew a lot of attention to herself from Mexicans and other people from overseas. People would come to the Casa de la Brujas from all over the world to witness, marvel, or try to debunk. Now, one such investigator was Dr. Andrija Pujarek, an American paranormal <laughs> investigator who claimed, or whose claim was, whose claim to fame was bringing psychic Yuri Geller from Israel to the U.S. and thus making Mr. Geller, a worldwide sensation. Now, Dr. Andrija visited Pachita in January of 1978. Now, keep in mind, she passes away in 79. He shows up with a small group of investigators to study her methods in depth. She was almost 80 years old at the time he arrived, and she was still doing either 8 to 10 consultations or healings per day. Now, this is... His testimony, take it with whatever you want to take it with. So, quote, I decided to undergo instant surgery myself before allowing any of my own patients to be operated on. For two years, I had been suffering the gradual onset of spongy bone growth in both ears, causing progressive loss of hearing. The operation was to correct this. I was not hypnotized before the operation, nor was any medication given. I lay down on the table and some cotton pads were placed under the ear to absorb bleeding. Three witnesses were present, one of whom took photographs. Holding the knife in her right hand, Pachita quickly inserted three inches 
of the knife blade into the right ear canal. The forefinger of her left hand guided the blade. The pain was acute, yet I did not scream or try to avoid the knife, even though it felt as if the tip of the blade had penetrated the eardrum. After holding the knife in the ear canal for about 40 seconds, Pachita withdrew it and the pain ceased immediately. The left ear was operated on in a similar way, but this time the pain was even greater, close to my breaking point. As soon as the knife was withdrawn, however, the pain stopped. The surgery had taken three minutes, no sterile procedure was used, and Pachita's bare hands were covered with blood from previous operations. After the operation, there was only minimal bleeding, but a new complication appeared. My head was ringing with loud noises, so loud that I could not hear what people were saying to me. I was given a tincture and told to put one drop in each ear daily. The noises decreased gradually, and by the eighth day, after the operation had ceased altogether. In fact, my hearing was now so acute that I suffered painfully from hyperacious, which is the abnormally increased power of hearing. This condition lasted for about two weeks, and one month after the operation, my hearing was completely back to normal. After this experience, I felt completely confident in Pachita's treatment and a was able to recommend her instant surgeries to patients. Mm. So take that with what you... I don't know, man. Maybe she knew what she was doing. Maybe I'm wrong. Now, Pachita... Stay now. The way that Pachita finds, or I'm sorry, Doctor Grinberg finds Pachita is, it was said that Pachita was able to use her gifts of ESP to, to ESP. Shit, <laughs> her gifts of ESP to act as sort of a psychotherapist to help her clients work through emotional issues or medical conditions that were based on emotional issues. She was also well-versed in the use of Mexican herbs after studying healing methods used by indigenous healers throughout the country. Because of her vast knowledge of Native American herbal medicine, Pachita was often classified as a shaman. And this is why Dr. Jacobo Grinberg found her and started including her in his multiple books on Mexico's famous indigenous healers called Shamanas de Mexico, or in English, the shamans of Mexico. Now, he was a very controversial neuroscientist in Mexico. And he became even more controversial when he started aligning himself with Pachita because that was going against all of modern medicine. It went against. Yeah, it's kind of putting his his reputation at risk. I mean, really, right? Because he totally changed his scientific, academic, I guess, upbringing to one of folk healing and indigenous shamans. Now he was a professor at, like I said, the National Autonomous University of Mexico, and he really focused on the physiology of learning and memory, physiological psychology and visual perceptions. Now there are several videos out there on YouTube where he blindfolds children and through a set of 
I guess cues or training. He he had now he has the. They're all hooked up to some kind of monitoring system, and he shows like they all have this. Say an EK. It's not an EKG, but that's the only thing I can relate it to. The printouts, and every time he gets to where they're blindfolded and he wants them to basically tell them what he's seeing, kind of like a remote viewing, you get the same pattern on each one of the printouts. So there was something to it. Now, he was convinced that Pachita had managed to do or combine two different types of realities to heal her patients. He theorized that the brain creates and emanates what he called a neuronal field, almost like a personal Wi-Fi signal that interacts with the border or broader and larger source field, or what he called a pre-space structure. The source field or pre-space structure is the field that all time, space, energy, matter, consciousness, and biological life emanates from. In his own words, these are the rather technical conclusions he came to about the interaction of the two fields from observing the elderly Pachita. Quote, the pre-space structure is a holographic non-local lattice that has the attribute of consciousness. The neuronal field created by the brain distorts this lattice and activates a partial interpretation of it that is perceived as an image. Only when the brain-mind system is free from interpretations do the neuronal field and the pre-space structure become identical. In this situation, the perception of reality is unitary, without ego, and with a lack of any duality. In this situation, pure consciousness and a feeling of an all-embracing unity and luminosity is perceived. All the systems that spiritual leaders have developed have had the goal of arriving at this direct perception of the pure pre-space structure. The science of consciousness that I would like to develop is a science that will try to understand, study, and research the above-mentioned ideas, end quote. So he starts off, well, after he meets her in 78, 79, and he starts these experiences to test his theories on the mind source interface that continued after she passes. And in 1994, he publishes his findings in the prestigious peer reviewed scientific journal, physics essays. And in this physics essays, the article in question is called the Einstein Podolinsky Rosen paradox in the brain, the transferred potential. Soon after this article was published, and I want to say it was December the 8th, um, it's when that was published. On December the 12th, his family had prepared a party for him to celebrate his 48th birthday, but he didn't show up. And it was very common for him to just make spontaneous travel arrangements or not answer his phone for a few days. So nobody in his family began to worry. But what actually, maybe they should have worried. That's what I was about to say. Because <laughs> uh, he knows. And what you have to take in consideration is when this article is published in Mexico, this is the same year that. The Zapatista uprising began, 
the inauguration of President Ernesto Zedillo's administration came into power, as well as the beginning of the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA. So it's pretty turbulent times. Yes, there was a deep economic crisis. Elections were not, I guess, very believed. Basically, there was fraudulent elections, and there was one assassination of a presidential candidate. So when he just ups and vanishes, it's a big deal. Now, to this day, there is no concrete information about what happened to him. His brother, Ari Telch, a renowned actor in Mexico, recently stated that Jacobo's investigation was closed many years ago. The enigma surrounding his remains unsolved. The science, not his actual physical remains, but the science that he has is still out there and it's still actionable, but no one can get the same results that he was seeing. So you've got that going on. And then there was, once he disappears and it starts to hit the, the I guess, the media outlets, it is, I guess they go through his notes is the best way I could put it. It's called the Synergy Theory, S-I-N-T-E-R-G-Y Theory. And this was his theory. And it states that there is a continuous space of energy and the common human can only perceive part of it. The result of this process is what everyone understands as reality. This theory tries to answer the question of the creation of the experience. His book, El Cerebro Consistente, was translated into seven different languages and sold throughout the world. But he basically just vanished off the face of the earth. Now, could it be is that he was really on to something and people are going to silence him? Because you're going to see conspiracy theories rise up about him. And then the one that brought us to his, this, the attention, his brought him to our attention, tried to claim that he was whisked away by the CIA. Yeah, that he had stopped. He was headed to his birthday party. That's what I had seen. He was headed to his birthday party. He stopped either to fill up his car or to get something to drink, and two men in black suits whisked him away into a black vehicle, and he's never been seen again. Now, the problem is he didn't just fall in Pachita's spell. He actually traveled all over Mexico in the 80s interviewing several shamans and psychic healers, looking for what he called the native psychology and original wisdom of the Mexican people. He said that they, the shamans and the psychic healers, had a very high neurocentric brain that allowed them to access experiences in several locations of space, and that was how they were able to manipulate reality and create immediate astounding effects, most notably materializations of things. Now, there's a whole huge scientific explanation of his synergic theory, and I am not about to bore you with that. Come on, man. What he did, (laughs) one thing that you can look into, and this is what I was explaining earlier, is his experiments with children, what he called extra, or I'm sorry, extraocular vision, or EOV. 
He claimed that he had made successful experiments with children who were able to, quote, see without using their eyes. And there's a lot of kids sitting in a chair, and he's talking to them, and they're blindfolded. And they're being guided by him to in meditation and breathing exercises. And then he asked them to try to perceive printed images by scanning them with their fingers. In some cases, he wrote, the quality of detail and accuracy appeared similar to that of the ordinary retinal uh, vision because he would have other kids explain it visually, seeing it, and then he would have these kids that he blindfolded and went through this guided meditation and breathing exercises, and their descriptions were very similar. He also described experience that he had seven pairs of participants of both sexes to determine whether the effect of a stimulus applied to one might also be seen in the other. Each member of the pair was placed in one or two electromagnetically isolated Faraday chambers that were more than 14 meters distance from one another and asked to meditate for 20 minutes. One of the pair was then stimulated by light flashes at random times. In about one in four cases, or 25% of the time, Grinberg wrote, EEG brain activity, similar to the person being subjected to the light flashes, was also recorded in the second person. No such matching was seen with participants who had not previously interacted or when a flash was not applied. There are a ton, like I said, there is a ton of information out there. It's just not, I could not find the translated versions into English. I more than likely will try to follow up on this, though, because I'm intrigued as hell to see about his experiments with this. Basically, what the way it was explained in the video that Coach sent me was he basically figured out how the Matrix was made, and he could manipulate the Matrix through his studies with the shamans and Pachita. And he was doing these experiments to show that it was possible to be able to do this. Um, and that's where one of the theories comes that he was able to escape. He escaped the matrix. That is true. He's Neo, man. And that's what I was about to say. He is the uh, Latin Neo. Um, you can find a lot of his books on Amazon. If you are interested, um, he did a lot of talks on Mexican, um, I guess, kind of like Oprah's. I don't know what you'd call it. News. What the hell? Talk did, show. Yeah, talk show. You know, he's hard work. Hard work. Talk show. <laughs> a lot of Latin American talk shows had him on there explaining what he was doing. Now, for those of you out there who's like, no, he's full of shit, da 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 if, if he's only seeing 25% of the people that can do this, that's horse shit, da 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 no. Here's the thing. If you are ignorant to the fact that U.S. government had the whole thing based on that movie, we, The Men Who Stare at Goats, they do have a psychological wing. And it is very difficult to find people that can remote view these things. But when they find somebody that can meditate and get into that other state of consciousness, there have been leaked documents that say that some of those people are accurate with their remote viewing of different things with almost a 90% accuracy. So you're not going to find one 
just walking down the street most of the time, you're going to have to bring in people that might look a little squirrely and act a little squirrely, but they really can tap into something else. And I think that's what happened. I think he was able, he got intrigued, I think, by Pachita's healings. I think that his scientific mind took over, and so he was like, you know what? Hell with it. I'll just start going around, and I'll see if I can find more people like Pachita. And then he started keeping a list of how they were able to get into an altered state of consciousness, and then it worked for him. So then he tried it with experiments with the children, with the other flashes of lights. I think the man probably got onto something. I don't know if he was whisked away by government entities or not, or if he was offed, but he may have decided, you know what, for my 48th birthday, I'm going to do a walkabout and I'm going to become a shaman. I mean, it's possible, man. He wouldn't be the first person to, you know, realize his age is getting a little older and he doesn't have much time left on the planet. And he just says, screw it, man. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Now, living the dream. Most of these, he's got forty-six books. Um, he still is credited with having the largest research laboratory at the University of Mexico. And in twenty twenty, the director Ada Quilar made a movie called The Secret of Dr. Grinberg. I have yet to find it on any streaming service, but if I do, I'll post it out there. I'm extremely interested. I think this stuff's very interesting. Now, back to Pachita. I don't know, man. I think she probably could have done a little bit of healing. I think the what we described with her and the knife and stuff like that, I don't think Grinberg was after that. I think he was after the her altered state of consciousness where she tried to direct people to self-heal with less than modern medicine means. Yeah. And for all of you out there going, but eh, modern medicine's modern medicine. Yeah. But do yourself a favor and research how doctors before 1900 treated the illness and cured the illness. And then after 1900, we just, treated the symptoms there's a guy named rockefeller you might have heard of him he made a mint but anyway what do you think you think he slipped into a wormhole or you think he was like fuck it i'm out i've I've already figured it out and i'm not about to get uh unalived well i mean who would want him dead you know that was my thing when they said that the cia wanted him would whisk him away. I don't know what could possibly he have done and discovered that or uncovered that could warrant him to be unalived by the government of America. That I guess that's where I'm kind of hung up on him being unalived. Could um, it be the fact that he did discover that it's all an illusion and then, you know, he unplugged himself. To- yeah, he tried to. Un- well, I'm saying he. Well, maybe he didn't get a chance to unplug himself. Maybe he just discovered that it is an illusion. And he was going to let people know, and they silenced him for that. That is a good point. I didn't think about that. I mean, that would be the only thing from my research that would make sense is that they just didn't want him letting everybody know 
that, uh, you know, this is all bullshit. You know, I'm just saying. It's all horse shit, man. Like, it is, man. I, I The older I get, like I went, we're, we're, you know, yesterday I researched before college football season came on and I researched all the streaming services. You know, this is, I'm going to get the best bang for my buck if I go with this service. Mm. Well, I went ahead and paid for it and everything was rosy and great until I realized yesterday at 345 that that package does not have CBS Sports anywhere in it or a local CBS channel. And I was like, What'd you go with? Sling TV. Oh, I could have told you. I went with uh, YouTube TV to watch football. All right. So you, that Far was so my, good. It is good. And one thing I will say, sports wise, Fubo. TV and YouTube TV are by far the best out there for sports. However, it's seventy five fucking dollars a month. It sure as fuck is. Yeah, and it's <laughs> so I wound up going with Sling TV, and I get all the alternates, ESPNs, the ABC, the NBC. I just didn't see that they didn't cover CBS. Which, to be honest with you, there's only a handful of CBS three thirty games that I give a shit about, which. Just happened to be this Saturday and will be the Georgia-Florida game. But other than that, it's really not that. Which one is this Saturday? South Carolina and Georgia. This past Saturday. Oh, okay. I was about to say, that game already happened, pal. Y'all won. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I can't wait for the halftime speech to be leaked because you know it was a beauty. Um, but yeah, anyway. Well, it. I want to know the damn halftime speech of the Tennessee fucking game. <laughs> So anyway, I think I wound up getting five months for, I think it was $25 a month. Is that right? No, it was more than that. $50. I do do appreciate the fans reaching out, checking on me, see if I was all right. But um, as a Tennessee fan, I'm used to this horse shit. (sighs) It was $50 a month. So basically I got sling blue, sling orange, all combined. It, and listen, to be honest with you, it's a hell of a deal for what I paid for. It really is. Um, gets me through February. I paid a one-time fee, so I'm good to go. How did we get off on this subject from the Matrix? What's what is it? <laughs> there was a whole reason. I, oh, the, the a lot of <laughs> streaming services. So a lot of the stuff that is on Pluto TV, like some of those documentaries are on a couple of channels on Sling TV and I have even tried to get on their websites to find that video or the documentary that I talked about. Uh, Yeah, The Secret of Dr. Grinberg. I am more than 100% sure the whole damn thing is going to be in Spanish, which I don't care. As long as I can get subtitles, I'm great. (laughs) <laughs> now there is the is that the same one yeah it's the same one you can see the trailer for it um on youtube it's by polar star films you got to say that very slowly if not you're in trouble uh, it's about a two minute video but uh i'm gonna try to find it so there was a mini documentary that is translated 
called Mexico's Vanished Mystic, and it's by Esoteric Eddie TV. Um, and it is translated or subtitled in English. So that's that was be that was be that was be that will be my recommendation is scour YouTube and look for it, man. He disappeared in December of 1994 and has yet to be seen again. I got, I don't have high hopes. If he ain't been seen again, he's either truly with Morpheus and all those guys outside the Matrix, or he was offed. OFT? Yeah, or he killed himself. Maybe. You never know. I don't know, man. I, I, unless he realized it was all a sham, but I will say at 48, you do start questioning shit. Yeah, but I mean, how could you not? At 48, you know at least you got it. No, at least half your life is gone. At the least. Yeah. If not way more than half. I have realized real quick that if I can just get to 25 years of teaching, I am definitely doing something else with my life that does not require me to have to deal with other people's children. Seriously. <laughs> because what's happening now is I'm spending so much time behind a computer for my day job, it's hard for me to find the want to do research for our topics, which never was a problem before. I love this shit. Yeah. But after you sit behind a computer for eight hours, you sure as fuck don't want to just slide that motherfucker over and jump on it again. It's a good point. But the good news is, hopefully, the quality has not decreased in my oh, angst. It has. Oh, has it? It's gotten shitty. Oh, yeah. You could definitely. tell. You could definitely tell. Well, <laughs> I mean, everybody's just clamoring for me to step up and improve it, but it's just not going to happen. I'm just... <laughs> like, like it's just, I don't know. There's You're killing so me, Smalls. so much I'm willing to do. <laughs> Well, at any point, we could always. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll I write it, it and we'll do it live. I love that clip. Love that clip. So there's that. Um, rec- <laughs> so I gave my recommendations trying to find anything on him. So what's your recommendation, sir? My recommendation is the show called Disappeared. I did not realize that they are still making them. And the new season just premiered like three weeks ago. I think I saw something about that. But I was like you. I was like, damn, I thought they stopped doing that shit like six or seven years ago. I did too, yeah. (laughs) I watched the first episode of the new season. It's pretty good. Girl disappeared on the Golden Gate Bridge. But Mm. they swear she didn't jump. Mm. I don't know. Mm. It's hard for me to... But you know, if they're pa- the parents of the of her, they're missing their child. Of course, they're gonna believe in their heart of hearts that she's still around. Yeah, and I hope I truly hope she is. But yeah, disappeared. That's a good show, man. It they I so, thought they always did just enough to pique your interest that if you were still interested in a in a a topic or a case that you could really dive deep into and find a lot more stuff. I think they did a great job. Yeah, they do good, man. That's where one of the first places I saw Zeb Quinn was his episode. 
Yeah, and then what was the one that happened right after Mara Murray that was over in Connecticut? Uh, with she backed into the barn. We've done. We've covered her. Yes, that's the uh, that's the first place I saw her. Yeah, God, what is her name? I cannot think of her name for shit. People are probably yelling at our at their radios right now or their phones, like you yeah. dumb sons of bitches. Well, that's what happens when you do two hundred and five episodes. They they start Hold running on. together. Hold on. He's gonna Google it. God, I can see her face. I can see the car. She I let like see. she backed into the barn. She left her pay stubs in the seat. Like she left her paychecks in the seat. Not not long after more Murray. God. My only hope is the uh Brianna Maitland. Yep, Maitland. Damn, I was almost there. Shit. Well, I went to I went to Wikipedia on Maura Murray and said went all the way down to see also. There you go. There yeah. you go. Said see also disappearance of Brianna Maitland and the disappearance of Patricia Meehan. Another case we covered. Yes. 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 You remember her? Yeah, I do remember her. What'd she do? She disappeared. That's all I can tell you. I remember She's the name. The one- She's the one that wrecked her car, and they saw her on the side of the road watching. And then she just kind of turned around and walked into the woods. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And they, when they searched her hotel, they found like a selfie with an old camera that she took in the mirror. Yes, sir. Sorry, I was taking a big old swig of water. I know, man. The shit's running together. <laughs> Yeah, it is. We've done 200 and something episodes. <laughs> All right. So we are dwindling down what's, on our. What's uh, worse? What's worse is when I'm like, oh, man, we should cover that. Oh, we did like episode 12. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like when you can't even remember. We do have one, two, I think three, four. No. Oh, there's also, I'm going to. I'll probably recommend it next week when I have when I remember the day. But they're they're coming out with a documentary about unsolved mysteries, the original show, like covering like its creation and That's behind cool. the scenes and all kinds of stuff. Film Rise is doing it. I think it comes out sometime in October. That'll be cool. That'd be cool. Um, I don't know what it's going to be streaming on, but I know Film Rise is doing it, so that means it'll probably be on YouTube for sure. Well, we've got. We've gotten down to five user recommendations. I'm sure there's more out there that we've just forgotten about. So, um, well, we got that one. We know we got to cover because they're demanding it. Yeah, we'll probably do her next. If you're not a member of our Facebook page, you need to be. That's where most of the interactions go on. Also, some of the most borderline, holy shit, somebody's going to get their account banned memes come from. <laughs> And it may come from one guy in Kentucky <laughs> who despises the Cowboys. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Coach, you got anything else? You know I don't. Uh, deuces.